0: I don't think our kids hear us talk about our own faith enough, and and the more we do, the more we're giving them the vocabulary to be able to talk about theirs. So in whatever way you can, even if it's just one small little glimpse into what you're thinking, I think it's just, it can be so fruitful. This episode of Beyond Sunday is brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario, one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic Studies by going to AssumptionU.ca or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Tara Stanger, your guest co-host for the week. Grab your alphabet flashcards and
1: pink candles and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and allowing God to transform our everyday lives.
0: It's Rose.
1: I'm sorry. I like to call it pink,
0: (laughs) and there's a reason why. (laughs) I would love to hear from any of you whose priest wears a rose-colored chasuble this coming Sunday. I know there are not a lot of them, but there are a few, because we're going to light that rose candle. I know. It's pretty exciting. It's
1: a big deal. uh, What's the letter of the day, Tara? Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by the letter O and the number 7. Uh, we won't sing the letter of the day though, because you could hear it though in one of my favorite Advent songs, O come O come
0: Emmanuel. Yes. So. We're going to light that pink rose candle on the <laughs> Advent wreath. I'm sorry, Mr. Stanger, that it's so tall next to yes. your other candles. He moves them <laughs> around. I should see if he just burns it in the middle of July to get it even. So, no. And usually lighting that rose cut ca- candle indicates that we're kind of in that home stretch of Advent. But now, this year, we're in that really, truly home stretch because Advent is so, so short. Um, so, it's like literally the fourth week of Advent is 24 hours long. right. It's crazy. Yes. But I love pink Wink. Pink week. <laughs> uh,
1: it reminds me of a time back when I worked in youth ministry. We used to have a Christmas celebration during the Christmas season. But one year, though, we had snow days and exams and everything just kept putting it off. And we ended up celebrating it way later than the Christmas season. So the teens asked if we could move it to Advent. And so we agreed to move it to the week of rejoicing. And so we celebrated pink week. And the teens went all in. The boys went out and bought a pink football. Uh, we did pink decorations and games with pink wrapping paper and so on. And some of my adult team still text me, uh, happy pink week on the third Sunday of Advent. And so it just became this core memory that's amazing. Uh, that leads us to Christmas.
0: Yes. And in our house, lighting that rose candle really is the beginning of all the celebration. Like, we try really hard to be intentional about what kind of celebrations we have before that point in Advent. You yeah. know, obviously, we celebrate all the saints that we've mentioned before, but we don't do a ton of Christmassy stuff before that. And then the week of lighting that rose candle, Gaudete Sunday, is when we can do things like decorate Christmas cookies, start all the baking, you know, put out all, all the rest of the decorations, make sure the house is just super decked out. So, for them, that is really the like we are in the home stretch now we are really 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 getting close and they all get super excited so yeah. i love that that happened for your youth group too that's very cool it was cool. super
1: fun and it just it it just feels different it looks different on the advent wreath everything so even if you've had to have celebrations before then or anything like that it just becomes this point of we are getting close We're still preparing. He's not at the surprise party yet, but we're getting close and we're excited to keep going on. I shouldn't say surprise. God knows it's coming, but uh, we're
0: waiting to celebrate with him. Yeah, (laughs) so as we're entering into this third week of Advent, and really kind of the last week of Advent, um, we are invited to pray the O Antiphons the last seven days leading up to Christmas. And that's actually in the fun facts on 52sundays.com. And if you've ever sung O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, you've prayed a version of the O Antiphons. Already, Yeah, it's really cool that you you recognize it. There's a
1: way to sing it, but you can just pray them by speaking as well. Don't feel like you have to throw on a concert to do the
0: O Antiphons. Yeah. So I have this little quote from the USCCB website about it that I thought was really helpful. It says, the Roman church has been singing the O Antiphons since at least the 8th century. They're the antiphons that accompany the Magnificat Canticle of evening prayer from December 17th through the 23rd. They're a magnificent theology that uses ancient biblical imagery drawn from the messianic hopes of the Old Testament to proclaim the coming Christ as the fulfillment, not only of the Old Testament hopes, but present ones as well. Their repeated use of the imperative come embodies the, the longing for all of the divine the longing of all for the divine Messiah. That's beautiful. So I really love that because I think we've mentioned on here before about how wonderful it is when your kids can start making connections between that Old Testament and that New Testament and understanding the Bible as one long love story yeah. about how interconnected it is and how how beautifully woven those details are and how we see those things come to life in the Mass and in, in our prayer and in our liturgies and in our saints. So this is a really wonderful way of getting the kids to go all the way back to the beginning and see how those things are interconnected. 100%. I
1: I love it too because you don't have to do all of them. Do you know, we have this opportunity to pray all seven, but with reality of family life and things like that, you can still just pick one or two to focus on to help you really enter into the season and see kind of that history of where it's coming from where we're at now and where it's leading us beyond that, right? The story doesn't end.
0: Yeah, I mean if you're in like the mad dash toward Christmas right now, it could be as simple as like writing it on a post-it note in the bathroom and reading it and thinking about it while you brush your teeth.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Or, you know, as the kids get in the car for school in the morning, like this is what our focus is of today. Or playing it you can play O Come, O Come, Emmanuel right yes. in the car, play a
0: verse each morning and go from there. So. There's so many good Advent songs out there, and a lot of them are have remnants of the O Antiphons. And right. if you pay attention to every verse, so for sure, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is a great one for that. Right. So we're not going to go through all seven of them with you today, but we thought we'd get you started with at least a couple of them and talk about how we could kind of get our kids thinking along the lines of like, what does this mean for us? Or what is this asking us to really um, enter into as we get so, so close to Christmas time? So December 17th says wisdom of our God, most high guiding creation with power and love. Come teach us the path of knowledge. And the first thing this always makes me think of is the idea that God sustains creation continually. Like when we talk about the creation story, and if you're doing a Jesse tree, you've definitely talked about this Mm -hmm. already in your Jesse tree, right? When we talk about the story of creation, it's not, you know, number one, we definitely talk about how magnificent it was that God could just say the thing and it would be. Right. But that he continues to sustain its existence just by his presence and by his own will, right? Mm -hmm. Like he sustains creation. And if he decided one day that he wanted to stop thinking about it, it would cease to exist. That is mind-blowing. Crazy. For a little mind, but even for us as adults. So we talk about that. But then also, not only does he sustain it, it's not like he just like spun the world into motion and walked away and left us, but that he's intimately part of creation every day. He knows intimately each and every one of us, every hair on our heads, every thought we have, our prayer, our, our desires, our fears, and how intimately connected he is with every piece of creation that continues to exist even today.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just that desire for him to know us, right? It's He has this power, but it's not just, he doesn't just wheel it or show it off like he's a magician doing an act, right? He wants us to know him and see him and it's that uh intimate part of it right that the intimately part of creation like he is part of this with us and he wants us to journey with him and it's this opportunity that he sustains us and helps us grow right it's not just I'm doing just enough so you can get by it's I he wants uh to nourish us but he wants to you know, kind of uh, anoint us with a ton, right? Yeah. He wants to, he wants to generously give and uh, give of his love and give of himself. And he wants us to uh, be open to receiving that. And this is an opportunity and an invitation.
0: Yes, I love it. And then we're going to skip a little bit. December 19th, it says, O root of Jesse's stem, sign of God's love for all his people, come to save us without delay. And this one just makes me think of of how the Lord is always faithful to his promises. Um, so even true. when it feels like everything is falling apart <laughs> he brings life for his people yeah. and some of you might be feeling like that this week right like right. it might be feeling like oh, i don't have christmas dinner planned i don't have all my gifts i don't i don't even have wrapping paper the kids took all my tape definitely by now yeah <laughs> so it might be feeling like everything is unraveling and so this this yeah. moment of remembering that he is faithful to his promises, that he's still with us even in right. those difficult times. Right.
1: And whether it be the chaos of the week or something more serious, right? Like if you're experiencing grief or some other hardship, like he's still with you in it. And uh to also turn to our communities to help with that too. But I also love hearing about the root of Jesse. I The Jesse tree is such a beautiful image of our our history, of how we're all connected and everything. And so I love like that root of Jesse's stem in this antiphon because it's a reminder that we help root our children not only in our family traditions but in the traditions of our faith like it's not just what we do here as a family as important as that is but it's connected beyond us and that gives us an opportunity for them to understand like they're part of this story too.
0: Yeah I think that's a really good point and definitely one that we've mentioned on multiple episodes already just that it's helpful to sometimes have the behavior before the belief it's helpful to make sure that we're doing the catholic things but the more that we can just in little ways give reminders and nods back to like what that means for us in yeah. our faith and how that really joins us to the universal church is is so important because we want them to build that relationship independent of us at some point you know at some point they're they're going to be grown up so they're not going to be with us anymore and and some of us sooner than others. <laughs> <laughs> as they have a junior in high school. It's fine. Um, but but we, we want them to like to know that they're part of this much larger community, this body of faith, and that sometimes when our faith is failing us, the faith of, of our fellow Christians and our fellow Catholics will kind of carry us through, right? So like really tying that back to what does this mean in a bigger picture? And the world is so much bigger than just our little house and just our little tradition, but we're part of something so much greater. I just think that's such a beautiful way to really pull together the way we're reflecting on this christmas season as a whole i love that and i also
1: think it's this opportunity to not just tell them why it's important in all of salvation history right but why it's important to you personally Mm -hmm. and take some time maybe five minutes this week to kind of reflect on that right because i don't know about your kids but my kids are always asking like what was it like when you were a kid what happened with this or they love looking at old family pictures or old family videos we have one family christmas video it's embarrassing, but we have it. Not that we have one. I'm just embarrassed by my behavior in it. But uh but to say like my kids love watching those things cuz it gives them a glimpse yes. into what it was like and to help them kind of make sense of their world today mm-hmm. even though it's very different worlds, right? But that important uh conversation, witness story of why it matters to you is so important. And so taking the time to let them know why all of this matters to you and why it's important and maybe why you might get excited. And even though you feel burned out, you know, it's about more
0: than the moment, right? Yeah. And I just want to make a little note to anyone who's listening, who's like, Tara just told me that I should talk about my feelings to my kids. And that sounds really uncomfortable and not something that I want (laughs) to do. I did. Sorry. We can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to... throw that out there because I think it is really helpful for us to be willing to share a little bit and, and be a little vulnerable with our kids, especially if it's something really beautiful, a really joyful memory or tradition that really is so meaningful to your faith life. Um, because I don't think our kids hear us talk about our own faith enough. And, and the more we do, the more we're giving them the vocabulary to be able to talk about theirs. So in whatever way you can, even if it's just one small little glimpse into what you're thinking, I think it's just... It can be so fruitful. So, right. I was going to say, yeah. Take a deep breath. And it might be super awkward for you, but your kids are not going to notice that. No, they won't know any
1: different. And two, it if you're comfortable practicing ahead of time, even just. But it doesn't have to be a sit down and listen to my entire history of how we celebrated Christmas for the past thirteen years of my life. It can be just as simple as you know. It really means a lot to me when we light a candle at church. Uh, It reminds me of what I used to do with my grandma. That's all. And then if your child wants to know more, they'll ask. It doesn't have to be uh, the whole dissertation. It just has to be an invitation to conversation. And sometimes you might just naturally ask it as, you know, what parts of Christmas celebration mean a lot to you? And then you can share it. Or, you know, when we go to Mass on Christmas what sticks out to you because it feels like a different celebration just mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles and just after kind of the quiet of the advent season Christmas is this large celebration right and so what do they notice what do they stick out and then you can share what you notice too or what sticks out to you
0: yeah I love that or even just like pointing out you know something like praying the O antiphons and right? saying like you know what's cool our 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 pastor at our church is praying these right now too. Right, The whole universal church is praying these and it's right. really cool that we all get to do it together. You're praying them with Pope Francis. Yeah, like those right? kind of things
1: That's make cool. them feel. I, when I used to work in youth ministry, my teens were so funny, they would get excited about the things that they could tell back in my day this is how we did things at church, like when we had the mass <laughs> translations and everything. And so they were so excited because they felt like that's what everybody does, and I get to do that now. That's amazing. But these things that help them connect to the universal church in a world where they understand things going on all around the world. Like my kids love that Australia is a day ahead of us. So they love when I'm like, okay, well, tomorrow's this. They're like, well, it's already there in Australia. So like to say this is the O antiphon we're praying today. But Australia already prayed it yesterday. Like we're already building upon that. Those are the things they're naturally interested in. So let's utilize that and just help them grow in this Advent season. I love that.
0: I love that. That is so classically your kids. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Very much so. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, December 21st. I love this one. I don't know. Is this your favorite? I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite. It I'm not going to lie. It's really it hard to pick hard. a favorite, but I love this one. It says, oh, radiant dawn, splendor of eternal light, sun of justice, come and shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. And I, I could spend like an hour just unpacking just this one, right? Yeah. There's just so much here um, about radiant dawn and splendor of eternal light and like just the joy and the love that must be pouring forth. From our lord when we pray this but but i really love this line about son of justice too right and coming to shine on those who dwell in darkness because that's really um that's really what we are called to be in this time and and really every day of course but to really kind of be in this moment of darkness and joyful waiting and anticipation and knowing how beautiful it's going to be um when when he comes and it ha- kind of like going back into that experience, right? Like waiting, that anticipation Mary waiting, being uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing that he's there. It's it's such a beautiful way to really meditate on that experience.
1: 100%. And I think even like we talked about St. Lucy and the lights last time, right? You're going to see more and more decorations popping up and more and more lights coming and we just see that shining in that darkness and it brings us happiness it brings us joy right unless of course you have the neighbors like the Griswolds that are just going to have so many lights you can't even see but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying if it's done in a way that just it emits light that it just brings you joy it's like this this has given me a way out of darkness tonight Mm -hmm. right Um, as you're driving that's what's a bummer when they all come down because then it's like oh it's just now Dark. Now it's dark. And now it's dark, and it's still cold, <laughs> and so. But I love that, right? The eternal light, right? It's more than just this temporary light or this light bulb that might go out. It's this eternal light that constantly calls us and is going to shine on us. Uh, and it, we're not supposed to dwell in the darkness, even if that might be where we're at, and that God, God is there for us in it.
0: Yes, and and John one five says that light in the darkness it's a light in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it right right like we we can do this so easily with our kids just asking them like where did you see a light in the darkness today where were you the light in the darkness Mm -hmm. today or pointing out when they were a light in your darkness right like i really appreciate that you did that for me that was so helpful and it brought a little bit of light to my day thank you for doing that
1: and if your kids are quite literal and don't understand how they could be a light bulb. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> opportunity to say, where did you bring brightness to somebody's there life? What brightens your day? Uh, just to help them think of it in a new way.
0: I am also tempted always on this day to turn off all the lights and let them run around with flashlights. Ooh, flashlight tag. If I you're like feeling it. a little a little uh, dangerous and you're okay with a few people bumping into each other. And the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, we leave the Christmas tree lights on oh, okay. all the time. Like That's my kid's favorite thing actually to do is wake up when it's still dark and only turn on the Christmas tree it's their favorite that's like you cannot you're not allowed to turn any lights on in my house until the Christmas tree is on first right and that's that's such a beautiful nod to this oh antiphon too because obviously there's something there that's beautiful that draws us in there's something there that we really love about it what is it what's what is that stirring up in us
1: yeah 100
0: percent. oh my gosh you guys this has been kind of a short episode, but I really want to let you all go on and move toward this beautiful, joyous, wonderful third Sunday of Advent that's coming so, so quickly. So our challenge for you this week is to pray those O antiphons in whatever way works for your family. You can print them all out and hang them in the bathroom. You can put them on a sticky note. You can pray them at bedtime when you uh, get ready for nighttime prayers. You can pray them before dinner when you lay your Advent candle. Do Pray them in the car. Yeah. You know, whatever works for you, it's just such a wonderful way to give them this richness of language, this really ancient way of thinking about preparing for Christmas, too.
1: I love it. And I think uh, it's a great time to find what works for your family, right? It's a new opportunity and say, well, that one didn't work yesterday. Let's try this way now. You can change it up. Find what works best for you. Uh, and if you're like me, you might write them in dry erase marker on top of the washing machine. So you can say them then, too, when oh, you're doing all the laundry. That's a life so hack right I should there. should start doing that. <sighs> Somebody taught me that for remembering what to hang dry. But that might be a great place to write a prayer too. So I love it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. Uh, we hope you do well in these last weeks of Advent as we prepare, prepare, prepare. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast, or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This
0: episode of Beyond Sunday is brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario, one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.